Now beginning transmission 107. Batman, more problems. Philander, more games. このポッドキャストの今週のエピソードへようこそ。ドクター。ドクター。ドクター。ドクター。ドクター。ドクター。ドクター。ドクター。ドクター。ドクター。ドクター。ドクター。ドクター。ドクター。ドクター。ドクター
with with people that have met you maybe once or maybe don't know who you are. It's very similar as I'm a rather quiet person in real life. And I'll go through it. I'm very happy just being quiet and you know, Left alone. leave me alone. Like, yeah, well, if you need anything right there. But every time I, I, when I come up with, you know, a stack of two, six, seven bucks, they're like, you know, we can just hold on to these for you up front and you can just keep on shopping. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I bet you would really like that one at you. So, but no, they're a lot of fun. They're great guys. They all seem very down to earth and just everyone open to do what you like. And it sounds great. So I've only had positive experiences at Volts. It's great. Are you positive? About my experience at Volts, yeah. Are you HIV positive? That's the best thing. No. Hiv. Hiv positive. <laughs> He's got the clap. Oh, that's the one thing I can't get, so. <clears throat> I know I'm not. I get that test. I, I've been tested for everything under the sun due to recent past year experiences. Uh, same here. How's after that? Yeah. So weird as I Hose. Uh, I keep having the problem recently is as people will like I can't I can never tell recently when people are trying to fist bump me or high five me and I'll go in for the fist bump and then they will change the high five so they they're doing that awkward grasp no, over no, the top of my it's, hand. It's, it's, no no if you leave your hands out or your hand it's like open and it's called the turkey. <laughs> That's true, I've been that one before. I've totally done that one. It's the turkey. Yeah. Um and hey, I'm Brian. I'm a sound designer based out of Southern California. Um, I will be spending a month of this summer in Utah designing for Lyric again. And my secret project just opened to the press yesterday and opened to the public today. So my life is about to get a little less stressful and I can get caught up on all these episodes that we've recorded. But I am like, ooh, I'll get all these episodes recorded. I'll be ahead of the game. And I'm recording them the night before they come out. That's how it's going to happen. So hopefully I get my shit together finally and uh, I can build up a little bit of a backlog so that you know we have some space to breathe you've got a backlog isn't that uncomfortable <laughs> well you know you so honey yeah no, that's i knew that joke was coming i saw that one. <laughs> well no if it was coming to be different it would be uh, that's Viagra. the problem it isn't yeah <laughs> there's also that so this week as we said before we we're finishing up our run on batman war games we are probably going to be discussing previous episodes and things like that so um we will do a little preview but if you haven't checked in any of that um and you don't want to be spoiled uh, you need to go back about four episodes at this point in time um, when we start talking about all this war game stuff. If not, we'll probably give you a rundown of what you missed, and then we'll uh, we'll spoil it also, all after if, the break. If, if you don't want it to be spoiled, just pretend the series ended with War Games Part Three, and you'll be just perfectly happy. You're ruin. You're jumping to the plot uh, to like the the finale too early, man. Like uh, you know, you got you got to hold off and tell people you hated this. Sometimes part it's been a while, and the finale comes too soon. Uh, that's a personal problem, man. Story like, of my got- life. <laughs> 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 Although Maya, Maya did get to view the best pussy eating joke I'd ever heard in my life. I didn't even like listening back to it. I didn't mm-hmm. miss a beat. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. We, we made a joke with God. Chris and I were sitting here and asking about how do straight guys eat pussy? Like, Maya, how do you eat pussy? And he's like, wonderfully. <laughs> <laughs> At least he didn't say what the side of ketchup. Mayo or milk chip. <laughs> <laughs> so for our friends who are not in Utah, if you've seen this thing called mayo chip being shared around Facebook, it's nothing new to Utah. It's called fry sauce. Get with the touch. Yeah. Uh, and I, I make it, uh, well, when I am eating fast food type stuff, I make all the time. With, uh, mm-hmm. You get some mayo packets and some ketchup packets, and you mix that shit together. And people look at you you're, like you're crazy, unless they're Hispanic, because it's also been a popular thing in the Hispanic community in Southern California for a long time. They call it the pink sauce, just FYI. To me, the pink sauce is a different thing. Yes, it is. Speaking of this eating. Uh, so, 
Y'all straight people are weird. <laughs> My favorite is when I had to explain Red Wings to one buddy of mine. Oh, God. Or make it a warrior. Yes. Oh, I, I love the Simba one. That's a good one. Have you ever heard that one? Simba. <laughs> okay, I, have a, I have a story to tell you guys off air. <laughs> it, doesn't air. Me. it doesn't involve me, but I have a story to tell you guys. It's amazing the horrible things that are said off actually, air. You know what? Of, I'm going to say, well, actually, well, uh, when we go to break, I'll tell you guys. Okay. Yeah, but it's just, we say such horrible things on air. It's amazing the stuff well, that we no, say for off air. Well, this is this a is story a that doesn't involve me. This is a point I made a couple episodes mm-hmm. ago, and I'm like, I'll save it for off air. I'm like, why? There's no yeah. point. We say the, most, <laughs> the only things we say off air are like personal identifiers or anything about our yeah. jobs or like stuff that makes you think us fired. I talk about my job all the time at Dr. Balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's free and publicity for them. If they want it to be publicity, yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, guess, because I'm sure they, they want to be featured. They, they're going to be the backdrop in the Cumdumster Fire musical. No, there, someone, someone's going to go into Bolts now and be like, is that guy that what eats pussy wonderfully working today? <laughs> <laughs> no, only on Fridays. There's going to be a long line of women here. Is Maya here? I'm here to buy comics. comics. I'm here to buy comics. sex criminals. The dirty cover. Yeah, baby. I'm trying desperately to segue into drinking games, and I can't fucking do it. So fuck it. Let's go for it. Uh, so well, for me, I have, to, I have to be so incredibly drunk to eat pussy that I would need like all the drinking games in the world. So You're not going to get a better segue than that. So there you go. go. That's, I, that, that, that's what I do. And now for sports. Listen up, sports fans. Prepare yourself and your liver for this week's drinking game. Remember, it's only a game. And I don't want it that. So don't take it too seriously. And above all else, please drink responsibly. Mr. Maya, what is your drinking game rule? So my drinking game, and this is a slight spoiler, but uh, my drinking game is called, and I would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for that darn bat. Throughout the book, Black Mask is running around in a Batman costume, and basically anytime you see him in the costume, but uh, with his regular face, without wearing the cowl, take a drink. So mine I'm calling This Just In, which is every time there's a news broadcast, take a drink. <laughs> that one's evil. That, that's probably one of the most evil drinking games I've come up with. Uh, Mr. Todd, what is your drinking game rule? I never thought the Joker was protective. So as you're going through and you're reading the story, as a slight spoiler, is the Joker and Black Mask are duking it out. It's like, no, you can't beat the shit out of these people. That's for me to do, not you. Meh. Take a drink. Okay, and Adam, what is yours? Uh, mine's called, well, you're a sassy bitch, aren't you? So every time oh, yes. that Alfred is sarcastic or sassy with Batman, take a drink. And if you if you actually laugh out loud like I did, you have to finish your drink. And I told that Adam told me this game last night, and I said, use that same game, but play it while watching Jeremy Irons and Batman v Superman or Justice League. <laughs> is he a sassy bitch in that? Oh, he's oh, totally yeah. a sassy, sassy bitch. Did I watch Batman v Superman? You oh, I did, yes, because I have a friend who has two songs in it. That's why I watched it. I know people. Um, I'm Brian. No, he's, he's done a song <laughs> for the show. Um, the background music that we used for a little while and that I now use on uh, English Class Hooligans uh, was created by um, our buddy Noel, uh, who is the keyboard player for Richard Cheese Lounge Against the Machine and is also in the Lego Batman movie and is a featured Lego character in the scene where uh, Batman goes or Bruce Wayne goes to the party and first meets Robin and there's a band on stage. There's a little brown guy playing piano. That is totally Noel. They definitely <laughs> made a Lego based on him. It's pretty great. Because oh, cool. the, all the, all the rest of the band looks like the band in Lego form. But uh, that's my buddy Noel. So, uh, hi, you know, Noel. Oh, I think hi. Hey, hey there. 
I mean, we've already we've kind of been skipping on votes for uh, whether or not we should read this based on all the other ones. But we voted I'm last week. Oh, did we vote that last week? Yeah, okay. we voted last week. I believe we voted. Okay, so let's vote this week with the specification of this is a vote specifically only for the war crimes part of this, which is the last four issues. So we are negating everything that came before. Vote for Pedro. So I've been asked by the judge to be the form. Vote for Pedro. And I want y'all to know that we's going to run a fair jury and a clean jury. It's time for a vote because we love you. And we don't want to waste your money. We will now vote on whether this week's book is fit for human consumption by you, our dear listener. Along with each vote, our panel will also provide one piece of evidence to support their vote. Vote for Pedro. Do you expect me to talk? Vote for Pedro. Now, who is the bond? I expect you to die. There is nothing you can talk to me about that I don't already know. Is this worth your time and money? Because if you've read board games, you've already paid the money probably for these books. Uh, is this worth your time more than anything else to read it? Uh, what say ye, Mr. Adam? No. Mr. Todd? For the completionist in me, yeah. For the other part of you? For the kid in you? For the kid in me, it was, nah. I'll bring you to completion. <laughs> <laughs> it's been one of those shows, kids. Yeah, it is. Uh, Isn't it always? It sometimes is. This one is probably back to reading the lead up to the war drums the war, portion. The war drums, yeah. This is like yeah, war we'll, drums we'll, we'll, we'll Mr. Maya, do we get your vote? No, uh, I'm gonna have an asterisk. If, if you've already bought the war, the big volumes of war games, sure, read it. It's not great. It's not awful. It's to me, it was meh. Uh, if you have the individual trades like Todd's been using, don't bother. So, Todd, is this actually just four issues? Yeah. It's just okay. it's a skinny little guy. So yeah, it's just the four issues by itself. I actually rather like the cover of the trade. I will say. Well, all, all the covers are jock. Oh wait, oh the yeah. trade, the trade. I don't know if that's jock, but the covers of the individual mm. issues were jock. Yeah, I will say I saw a picture of jock on uh, Instagram the other day of like what the actual dude looks like. Yeah, not what I was expecting at all. Not at all, dude. He's a Brett. What do you expect? See, and for some reason in my mind he was a cool like black graffiti artist from Paris. I don't know why in my mind that's who he was, right? Like, Dude, he like in my mind, like Carl Pilkington than anything. Oh my God, does he ever. Like, he, <laughs> he could have been in the British version of The Office and he would have been like, oh, okay. Like, it's just like, he, he's such an average looking Brit. It was really disappointing. <laughs> like, wow, in my head, he was like this really urban, really cool, like, French guy. With that. It was just, yeah. I don't it, know why it was it, French. I, I love his work. It's Jacques, not Jacques. <laughs> it's not Jacques. That was the thing. Maybe that's what I kind of thought it was. Maybe that's why. I, I knew it was Jacques, but I was like, and he also, he doesn't look like a Jacques either. Like, he doesn't look like he's lifted a weight in his life, at least not at this point in time. So, you know, there's that as well. And uh, my vote is going to be no. Uh, and we will get into why later, but I would say just save your time. But at least it's only four issues, not 12. There you go. That is also true, too. Um, I think that's, I mean, that'll put us in a good position. So uh, if you decide to go read this or you just don't want this spoiled, now is the time in which we're going to take a little bit of break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk comics. We'll probably talk about something horrible that Maya's going to tell us in a second because we're going to go to break. If you want to read it, if you're a completionist, I guess, is the only real vote. If you, and if you already know <laughs> this, go ahead and finish it. Um, Mr. Korg? Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah, see, he was highly disappointed too. So, 
Yeah, I gotcha. Uh-huh. I'm Your opinion doesn't count. You're a fucking bird. <laughs> and mechanical, to say the least. Uh, Did you just assume his species? Yeah. No, I, I assumed his make and model. That's a different thing entirely. <laughs> so, yeah, so we will uh, we'll take a little break, and then we will see you on the flip side. If you have yet to read this week's book and would like to read it now, press pause. Go ahead. We'll wait. Or the redneck daughter who wanted to borrow the, the car from her dad, and he's like, mm-hmm. if, you, if you suck my dick, you can have the car. And she's like, all right, fine. She's like, oh my god, dad, your dick is like shit. He's like, oh yeah, your brother has the car tonight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, hey, so welcome back. If you read it, we warned you. <laughs> so for those of you who uh, have maybe forgotten or just uh, are prepared for having it uh, all spoiled for you, before we got into this book, this is what you missed. Uh, basically, Batman had a secondary Robin who was this girl named Stephanie Brown. Uh, she was the girlfriend of Tim Drake, who had been the Robin previously and had retired. Uh, she was Robin for about a hot second and was fired. And the time that she was Robin, she ended up getting a chance to look at Batman's computer, came up with some, uh, found some scenarios that Batman had created in order you know, to prep for potential issues, basically war games like the military does. So she enacts and puts one of these into place when she returns to her previous secret identity, which was of the the spoiler. Um, All hell breaks loose, all these mob bosses start to kill each other, um, and there ends up becoming a power vacuum in in, uh, Gotham City, and a war, a a gang war comes out. Spoiler gets kidnapped by the uh, Black Mask, uh, as does um, Orpheus, or as I like to call him, Orifus, mm-hmm. uh, who was one of Batman's inside men, who was a, a fake gangster. He also had shitty uh, days. He had very shitty days. Yes, uh, Orpheus uh, is killed. Stephanie Brown, a.k.a. Spoiler, um, a.k.a. former Robin, is uh, tortured nearly to death, where Black Mask ends up taking uh, Orpheus's <laughs> position. And uh, he ends up becoming the center point in Batman's plan. Little does Batman know he's actually dealing with the wrong guy. Uh, Batman um, eventually figures this out when uh, his plan starts to go awry. Uh, Batman and family have to jump in and try to save the day. They take Stephanie Brown to a uh, hospital where, uh, unfortunately, she ends up dying. And uh, Batman, through all of this, ends up becoming somewhat of a villain in the press in Gotham City because they are curious as to how much of these problems were caused by him. Uh, that gets us up to basically the end of War Games. Oh, and at the end of War Games, after most of this has gotten solved, uh, we end with the Black Mask still alive and having a circle of uh, villains kissing his ring, you know, and basically what Batman was pretending to try to do to try to get everybody in line, the Black Mask actually did, which was basically take control of almost all the crime families in Gotham City. Uh, that gets us up to the book we're about to read today. all you ever need to know. <laughs> I mean, that's about it, yeah. right? That's... Yeah. That, that's the main gist of it. Okay. So the main gist of these four issues is this. It should have ended before these four issues came out. Agreed. But uh, because we are going to cover this book, because that's what we do, uh, I will say what the plot of this book mm-hmm. basically is. The press has, uh, it's been about a year or so, the press is still taking out um, its sort of frustration on Batman and the uh, Black Mask and whatever. And one reporter who was originally a Batman follower, supporter, whatever Groovy. you want to call it, has, Groupy, has taken upon himself to go against uh, Batman significantly. Uh, there is a guy who is starting a foundation of some kind. It's mothers Against Drunk Driving, but it's Mothers Against uh, Vigilanteism, who's trying to prevent you know Batman from luring children into becoming crime fighters, which I think is a terrible thing to do. Let those kids become crime fighters. It'll be great. Come to find out eventually that that is actually... Uh, Taskmaster, is that correct? Clue Master. 
Clue Master, okay, Clue Master, uh, who is Stephanie Brown's father. Uh, he survived his whatever previous suicide attempt that was, and is now being an asshole. No, no, he was, uh, he was, he was attacked, he was, wasn't he? No, he was. He did a mission for the Suicide Squad. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I misread that. Then okay, and was, and was believed to be killed. I had read that as in sort of like he had taken on a suicide mission with a bunch of people. He did. And it, he did. For some reason, I mixed up the order of those words in my head, and it was something slightly different. But anyway, uh, so he had been assumed dead. Apparently, he's not, but now he's all burned up. Looks kind of like the Phantom of the Opera. Kind of like Deadpool as well, a little bit. Um, anyway, so then you have Black Mask, who's running around, acting as Batman, trying to set Batman up. He ends up getting into a fight with Joker. Joker's pissed off because, you know, Black Mask is... Uh, killing villains or super, uh, vigilantes when uh, that's what uh, well, specifically Robin. Robin wanted to do. Yeah, yeah, specifically Robin. He's pretty pissed off about that. There's all this evidence that comes to light. There's this missing case file that Batman keeps looking for and looking for and looking for, and eventually he finds it, and he finds out that the woman who um, he had trusted through the entire first book, mm-hmm. uh, who was his family friend who had taken care of him after he was uh, his parents were killed, was a doctor, take care of him a bunch, whatever. Mm-hmm. She had actually let Stephanie Brown die so that uh, she would prevent there being another vigilante in the world, which is how the book ends, but is kind of frustrating. I'll start the conversation here. Very anti-character for everything she builds up. Like, there's just... The thing that frustrated me about that particular part about it, there's a lot of things that frustrated me in this book, but the thing that frustrated me about that was they never left any indication. Like, she said that she discussed not liking Batman being a vigilante. However... There was nothing in her nature that would make her seem like she's somebody who would deny service to someone to kill them. And that seems really out of character for everything they put in place and seemed a little out of left field and a little annoying and a little like, oh shit, we can probably milk four more issues out of this whole story a year later. We'll put this shit in. You're absolutely right in everything you said, and I have something to add on to, but I'm going to wait until we're done talking about the book. You want to wait until like, reviews and shit like that? Yeah, just because it, it's it's what actually where where the story goes after this. But I want everyone's opinions to come out just on this without okay. having, without knowing where where it goes from here. Where that yeah. ends up going? Gotcha, uh, Mr. Adam. What are your thoughts? Well, it just it felt like a, a completely again unnecessary add-on. And, and if Maya has stories of where this goes later, that'd be interesting to hear. But it's like it did continue the story of what happened when Black Mask takes over and everything else. But mm-hmm. it just it seemed really hollow and empty and like was mentioned before almost like it was trying to sell more issues and as much as i love the joker and he's one of my favorite villains of all time oh let's just throw him in just for shits and giggles because everyone else has been here why not the fuck not the joker it just it didn't it just didn't seem organic or natural to the story and i just as much as i love the joker i didn't want to see him here and find out the doctor at the end was the one who led to the death of stephanie i mean you you had to have known that the moment they're like oh something might have happened she was the fucking one in charge. Of course, it was going to happen. I, I did. I did enjoy though the very last few panels where it's Batman having the conversation with her, and she's trying to explain where she's coming from, and Batman just like, "No, fuck you! Like you're wrong. You, you crossed someone. You crossed a line. Like I would never kill someone." <clears throat> Which leads me back to one of my favorite episodes of Batman the animated series ever, where they have those robot Batman that mm-hmm. are so much like the real Batman that when one accidentally takes life, he kills himself. Well, it's, mm-hmm. it's almost like in trying to prove Batman that his ways are wrong, she became worse of a person than she was trying to make him out to be. Mm-hmm. So she actually did go out there, and, and she could sit back and, from her point of view, say that all these deaths are in his hands because it was his thought process and his ideas that caused them. So I can see where she's coming from, but at the same time, I didn't care. It's <clears> like you, 
it just it didn't matter. Yes, the last team was amazing, but this just went back to being war drums. Thankfully, a hell of a lot shorter. Towards the end of it, I was kind of like, eh, I just, I don't care. It was like, it was like the extra stinger at the end of a Marvel movie if it was shitty. Mm-hmm. You waited all this time, you're excited for it, and then you're like, that was it. Again, like my recommendation is, if you, if you got the whole book and you want to mm-hmm. be a completionist, read it. But if you're seeking this out specifically just for these four issues, it's it's not worth your time or money. So, although I will say that one, the scene where it's it's a cover of uh, Dead Bat uh, Robin. <clears throat> yeah. No, that's the cover to the first mm-hmm. issue, I yeah. think. That's really cool. But aside, I mean, and the artwork's great. I like the artwork. There's not a problem with that. It's just, and there there are two wonderful artists on this because uh, this went through two issues of Batman and two issues of Detective. Um, Pete Woods and Giuseppe Kevin Coley. They have done just about everything under the sun as far as Marvel or DC. Uh, I love them both. My beef isn't with the art either. My This is also some of the clunkiest writing of anything we've read. Most of the stuff, although it was like long, and there was a lot of books, and we were reading like 12 issues a week or, you know, mm-hmm. in, a, in a shot and whatever, it didn't feel like that much of a slog. This was four issues, and I put it down twice because I was like, I can't read this shit anymore right now. Like, it was it was a harder slog to get through these four issues than any of the other it stuff that we've read. It just No, I agree. It definitely feels like a different writing team and planning team going through this whole thing. Yeah, it felt like much like an add-on and like, uh, hey, we're doing something new. We can add on to stuff that way. Um <laughs> I'm looking to see. It's it's weird though because it is two of the original writers, which seems very strange because it just feels very out of character. But did this come out like a year later? Yeah, this was about a year, year and a half or so later. So maybe they just had lost the vibe and you know were things had moved on and they're like, oh, let's go dip into this well again. And it's like, but that's in the past. And they couldn't just find that magic. They just they weren't in the right headspace for it or whatever. They're just trying too hard to force. It. I don't. It was just like it was it was the clunkiest writing of it. Like the dialogue was clunky mm-hmm. and weird. The story was clunky and weird. Like it just, it really didn't fit. But uh, Todd, what are your thoughts? You know, reading with this, it's um, I'm not disagreeing what was said. Some mm-hmm. of the aspects, though, that I did enjoy, and as this comes back again, and I can, this is, I'm not sure if this one's weaker than War Drums or not. In all honesty, this one's four. I think this is weaker than versus twelve. I would go. I would say War Drums is weaker because it was the twelve. We took twelve issues to. I was more entertained by war drums, though. You know what I mean? Like war drums. I, was- I wasn't though. I hated war drums. I know. I know you did. So, but reading through this, what it really goes to show it's the continued isolation of Batman. Because at the start of war games, as you had the whole Bat family, everyone active, involved, and working together, and here at the end of War Crimes, he's trying to figure out what went down. It's he's um, he's alienated just about everyone, pushed him away, and. He's done most of it himself, trying to protect them and going, am I the issue or not? And if I am the issue, I need to push people away so I don't cause this further. And then he discovers even Leslie Tompkins, who he's like, oh, this is one of the person that I, the one of the few people that I can hold in trust and high regard. It's like, and you failed me too. So watching this in war crimes is he has lost one of his heroes. Yeah, I mean, and, and a, a bit of his identity, too. And it's his identity, too. And it, and it goes, but it's the last few pages, the last few panels of that page, too. And those panels are great, but as he's going through, he's like, you know, you, you've crossed the line, I don't want to see you again. And, and if you come back to, you know, to Gotham, you'll, I'll be after you and this and that, you'll be a yeah. criminal, and never practice medicine again. I mean, he lays down the line, like, he's you're like, fucked. Yeah, you are, you crossed the line, you screwed up, the Hippocratic Oath you parted ways with, everything you claimed to be you stopped being so and yeah he just lost one of his childhood mm-hmm. heroes and it's um those last two frames is a very nice moment 
but it took too long to get there as I was well, reading. Well, I think it, if, it was like those last two frames don't make up for what it was to get to it. Like, and, and no. Like, it just it, it felt out of sorts mm-hmm. from everything else that we'd read all, up to that point. And as I was reading some other things online, someone says, every now and then DC tries to make Black Mask a thing. You need to stop trying to make Black Mask a thing. Yeah, he's DC. a weird character. He he's, he's the fetch of the DC He very universe. much is the fetch of the DC universe. Stop trying to make fetch happen. But what I did get a kick, my favorite thing about it, as he was impersonating Batman, though, he was going back, like, throwback to the classic logo versus the other mm-hmm. Batman. And I did get a kick out of that, but even the Batmobile... And, and he would have gotten away with it, too. It's true. He would have. But even the Batmobile, I mean, it, it basically looks like a Maserati mm-hmm. for some of these issues. I mean, the Batplane looks cool as fuck, but the Batmobile was lost a lot of its magic and some of its other things. And it was a choice, and it's great. They keep trying and changing styles up, but yeah, as a completionist going through it again and knowing what comes at the end of these issues is what let me keep reading and going through it but if i hadn't read that before and even coming across it yeah it was a bit of a hollow ending right there but really at the end of war games you've got batman that's isolated and alone in all these events was not he had set up the situation that it is though not directly his action his fault he is the um allowed it to become mm-hmm. so so I guess a lot of sins of omission is what occurred yeah. for him. Oh, and also hubris too, because oh yeah, I mean that's if anything that's one of Batman's greatest faults is he does mm-hmm. think he's always right, and as we yeah. learned in more games, he's not. He's not, <laughs> and right. that does lead to you know the death of Stephanie Brown, other problems. But you know, as much as his superpower is that he's rich, his his kryptonite is hubris. Yeah, absolutely. But it also takes him a long time to figure out everything in these books sometimes too for which goes back to the sassy bitch line about mm-hmm. being like well you're the greatest detective go yeah. fucking detect something mm-hmm. <laughs> you go figure it out huh i know that someone here actually has a black mask in cocktail and since we have been talking about the black mask i was wondering if they wanted to bring that up now sure i'll do that now but it's pronounced the black mask so yeah mine's called the black mask ingredients are five blackberries not six not, not four. six not four Five. Three, uh, sir. Two ounces of spiced rum, three-fourths of an ounce of simple syrup, three-fourths of an ounce of fresh lemon juice, half an ounce of egg white, one bar spoon of activated charcoal, uh, and a cocktail shaker muddle the blackberries. Uh, and then once they're muddled, add in the remaining ingredients and dry shake without ice until the egg white turns foamy for 20 seconds. Add ice and shake vigorously until well chilled. Double strain it into a chilled coupe glass and then garnish with three three dashes of Angostura bitters. Mm-hmm. Angostura bitters? They're the main yeah. kind you buy. Yeah, yeah it's this when in doubt bitters there. Does that make, Brian, does that make it a flip? With yeah, the it does egg make it a flip with the egg wipe. That looks similar to a cocktail that I've had at the um, cellar here a couple times. Uh, what they end up doing is they use the, the bitters on the top and they do designs in the egg white, mm-hmm. um, kind of similar to what you would have like on a frappuccino or whatever. They'll use the bitters and do like mm-hmm. little designs that way. So okay, it sounds yeah. tasty. And I mean, what I've had of it is like it, it's they do a sort of a slightly um, they do a version of it similar, but it's with um, more apple flavor. Um, and they call it I think they call it like um, the fall hunt or something similar to that effect. It's something on their their fall menu is very similar to what that cocktail is, but. Very tasty. Here's the other thing I think is kind of interesting um, is the character of Stephanie Brown is a. It, it's odd that she becomes such a pivotal part of this part of the storyline when she was Robin for such a brief period of time. 
um, and in these books for such a brief period of time, like she's a major topic of conversation for having only been around for about five seconds. Now that is saying with Stephanie Brown as Robin, because even DC has released two volumes of several, several issues of Stephanie Brown as Batgirl. Well, that's where I'm going with. Okay. At the end, about a year after this story, you find out she's not dead. Leslie Leslie Tompkins faked her death and Stephanie had gone off on her own. And then after that, she becomes Batgirl after Cassandra Cain. I don't remember what happened to Cassandra, but stuff happened. She was having some family drama. Yeah, it, that, that's like almost too fucking soap opera even for comics at that point in time. It's pushing it, but there, there is. I do have a soft spot of Stephanie Brown in my heart. Yeah, and I like the character. I, I mean, I, I would, I would have loved to have mm-hmm. her to have been Robin for a while. You know, like I think I would have been fine with that. Yeah. I think there was an interesting story to tell of Tim Drake getting jealous and maybe wanting his role back and having lost it to his girlfriend. And I think there's some interesting conflict there that would have been a really interesting, you know, uh, bed for uh, some mm-hmm. stories to be placed on. And I, I think that might have been a slight missed opportunity, in my personal opinion, but whatever. I just read comics. I don't get paid to write them. Well, speaking of Stephanie Brown, I have a cocktail, uh, and uh, which yes. I is called uh, the Red Robin for her brief period of time as Robin and then being very dead uh, following that. So you're talking about her being on her period. No, I wasn't going there. That was that, that was a conversation off air. That was, yeah, oh, that's yeah. a different story yeah. entirely. <laughs> Thank you, Simba. Um, <laughs> hockey is really brutal. It is. Hockey is very brutal. Uh, so, yeah. quarter ounces of grenadine, uh, half half ounce of orgeat, uh, half ounce of white rum, half ounce of orange caracao, uh, one ounce of orange juice, one ounce of prepared sweet and sour mix, two ounces of pineapple juice, half ounce of Bacardi dark rum, half ounce of Myers dark rum. You add the grenadine and the orgeat from the bottom of a glass, mount ice into the glass, add white rum and orange caracao, uh, add OJ, sweet and sour, and pineapple juices, and you float the Bacardi dark rum and the Myers Dark Rum on top. Uh, and that is what is referred to as the Red Robin and had a lot of really good reviews on the website that I found off of, so I, hopefully it's tasty. That sounds really um, easy to assemble that wrong. Yeah, it does. There's a few things of like... Remember that Wonder Woman type drink I made that one time and trying to float different colored liqueurs without accidentally mixing or whatnot? Yeah. That shit takes a steady hand. Yeah, there, there are reasons why there are professional bartenders, because, you know, there's... Yes, y- yes, there is. <laughs> well, since we're talking about Stephanie Brown, we'll talk yeah. about the, the woman who murdered her. Okay. Yes. Leslie Thompson. So my drink is called The Murderer. Oh, nice. Yes. Uh, it is uh, one, one half ounce of vodka, one half ounce of Midori, half ounce of amaretto, four ounces of cranberry juice. You put it in a shaker of rice, shake the shit out of it, strain it into a highball glass filled with ice, and garnish with a lime wheel. Nice. Uh, well, since we're deep into cocktail territory, Todd, what is your cocktail? So my cocktail, it feels a little bit like a, uh, it's a simple drink as it comes, though. It's um, especially behind He is behind he me. Is. So um, the ingredients to make this, it's equal parts cherry liqueur with vodka. And you just mix the two both together into a shaker, shake the shit out of it, and pour it into a glass, and you drink it. And I'm also calling this the... Uh, blood on the doctor's hands so yeah so it's find your cheapest cherry liqueur you can find and just get some vodka mix it together and it'd be deliciously awful make me feel like i'm back in college again <laughs> well isn't that the goldschlager there is oh that. god no i've i've not had goldschlager since my my one my liquid cocaine x 
overdose days. So, so yeah, I've got a bottle of Goldschlager. I once got so drunk off of Goldschlager, I ended up watching Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. No subtitles. <laughs> and just drunk out of my mind. And you understood every word. <laughs> no, not at all. I just didn't get shit. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, that's cool looking. Yeah. <laughs> the other one was when he was uh, sharing drinks with a, uh, a frog. Oh, yeah, that's for a story another time. Yeah. Maybe Porg. Yes, Porg, you want to go drinking with me back in my old days? I don't recommend it, Porg. I don't recommend it. You will not survive the evening. Well, see, he was, he was telling us about the time that his cousin was eaten by Chewbacca. And Chewbacca forced him a bunch of beer. Uh-huh. And then just dumped the pieces in flour so it would be automatically beer battered. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Not a bad way of going about it. Yeah. That's how they... Well, that's the whole thing with the... Uh, the uh, what's it called? The Kobe beef. Mm-hmm. Apparently they feed them beer. Do they? So while I was in Maui, eh, name dropping, <laughs> I had never had this before. You can get um, pineapple-fed beef. On really? Maui and their burgers because it is so plentiful there as they raise cattle on the island and they feed them pineapple. So there's this grass fed, there's this corn fed, you've got your beer fed. But if you go to the Hawaiian Islands, you can get pineapple fed beef. Can you taste the difference? You know, I would like to say it's a little bit sweeter, but fuck, I don't know. I think it's just <laughs> marketing shit. Also, for the record, guys, if you do eat a lot of pineapple, that's not true. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. I'm, I, no, it's not true. I'm assuming you've tested this. Girl. You had to ask. Is there anything that is true? No. No. Oh, I, what, what, what about the asper- asparagus rumor? I think I actually was going right to asparagus. I've not yeah. I've not tried the asper- asparagus experiment. Try saying that five well, but times. Isn't is the asparagus <laughs> that just makes your pee smell really terrible? Right, because one of the chemicals that's in asparagus mm-hmm. is very a very strong chemical in your pee. What about spam and mozzarella sticks? That's just gross. Yeah. <laughs> That's just gross. I've made you so much wonderful food over the years we've lived together. And you go back to spam and mozzarella sticks. Did you, did, did you ever make spam and mozzarella sticks? I'm feeling like this is no. a... Oh. I'm not that much of a cunt. Just, you know, I'm, I'm just curious if there was like a, a poor experimental Adam who was like, no, one day no, I'm going to come to a kitchen, I'm going to figure out how to do this. Uh, the only thing I've ever made with mozzarella oh. sticks was I tried to make homemade, like... Yeah, mozzarella sticks in the uh, the air fryer, uh-huh. and I didn't freeze them long enough. So when I did that, they all melted inside of it. Mm. And when mozzarella melts at that temperature, it literally turns into like plastic. Oh yeah. And it took me like a year of washing it in the dishwasher. Every time I did a load, I would throw the little basket in there. Yeah. And it took like that long before it would finally come out. So. Wow. Every time you took the load. <laughs> load. Well, it was one load at a time. So. Was the load? <laughs> Multiple loads. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> come down says what? <laughs> uh, what? Uh, My man. Did he just say what? I did just say what. <laughs> Honey. I, I was trying to actually go. You got some explaining to do. I was trying to go into what are other people's, what are, what are everybody's thoughts? Like, is there anything else they want to still discuss? But. Yeah, whatever. I just outed myself. I, I will guess. say, do not let war crimes um, get in the way with how good the war games I are. I agree with that. Like, it's a very... <laughs> the thing about it, I think, to be honest with you, I think part of the problem with war crimes is, is it's so uneven from the rest of the, the yes. books. You know what I mean? Because everything mm-hmm. else was so good, and then this was so lame. If this is your first episode, uh, still go back and read war games. Just Yeah. Really enjoyed war games. Yeah, at least the war games proper. Adam didn't necessarily like war drums, so that might be hit or miss. No, so just just read the war games part one, two, and three proper, and just that you'll be fine. 
Yeah. So. Just just Wikipedia the rest of the shit. And and even then, like you can get most of it from those books anyway. I I would have mm-hmm. been fine thinking that war war drums uh, or war games ended with uh, the scene of uh, the black mask having everybody kiss his ring and then we call it good. Like I would have been fine with that being the ending. Sure. But you know you can't win them all, man. They can't all be gems. So that's true. That's how it goes. Well, cool. Does anybody else have anything they want to say, or are we uh, we ready to go into final votes and all that, or final grades? I think we're ready for final grades. Yeah. Final grades. Let's knock out some final grades then. Jamie, school is never a waste of time. Since we have 15 minutes until recess, please put down your pencils and stare at the front of the room. It's report card time. It's report card time. It's report card time. So fucking fun. God, please, no! 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 Uh, for writing, for Bill Willingham, and for. It's like a true. So, are, is this for War Games total or just War Crimes? We're just going to do War Crimes. We, we did War Games oh, last week. We did War Crimes. It's, it's been a long week. So yeah, Anderson Gabrich. So, it's Anderson Gabrich and Bill Willingham. What say you, uh, what's your grade, Mr. Todd? Yeah, C minus, D. Okay. Mr. Adam? Uh, D. I, I just wasn't impressed. It wasn't that interesting. You know, again, like, we, we're throwing things in that don't need to be there, like, like someone taking their fly down. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I was to on the floor. Don't get excited. <laughs> no, just, I, again, I just go back to the fact that the Joker is one of my favorite characters of all time. And having him pop up just annoyed the fuck out of me. It's like, why? This isn't necessary. It's not useful. Like, I don't give a shit. So, it just it didn't draw me in. I, I was very glad it was only four issues because any more than that, I was already about to fall asleep reading it because I was so bored. I just was no. So D. Um, I'm gonna go with the D as well. I think the writing was the weakest part of this particular set of books and was very uneven with. It's it's weird because it's very uneven with the rest of the work that they did in the other books. So, uh, it's just kind of strange that way. Um, and Mr. Maya, probably like a C minus or a D plus, okay. uh, just for all the same reasons that have uh, already been said. Yeah. Okay. Uh, for art, for Pete Woods and Maya, help me with the name. Giuseppe Camincoli. Camincoli. Okay, I was I was not gonna get that last name right. So for art, what is your grade, Mr. Maya? I'm gonna give it a B, B plus. Uh, it's pretty solid art, and they're both fantastic artists. If you've never mm-hmm. seen anything else they've done. Uh, I don't think it's possible for them to put out bad work. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to go with a B, B plus. Okay. Uh, Mr. Adam. Uh, I'm right there with a B. I, I like the art, too. The art was very mm. strong throughout this book. It was evocative. It brought you in. It was interesting. Uh, and th- that is what kept me turning pages, because as much as the dialogue and the, the storyline itself was really underwhelming, the artwork is fantastic. Cool. Um, I'm going to go with uh, a B as well. I think it's really good, solid artwork. Um, and definitely the best part of this particular little tale we just read. And Mr. Mm-hmm. Todd. I'll do that as well um, with the B. The interiors are all great. Um, I will say I probably love the most is the covers done by James Jean. Or James John looking up. Um, and what's Jock, Jock did the covers. Well, for the trade. Oh, for the trade. Okay. For the trade is James Jean. And Jock did the covers of the single issues. And I've gushed before how much I love Jacques. Uh, and if, if you want to <laughs> oh, see other, Jacques. if you want to see Jacques. more of, uh, if you want to see more of James Jean's work, he 
did fables. all the covers for Fables. That's right. Bill Willingham and James Jean did Fables, and um, well, he did the covers for covers for Fables. I love those for Fables as well. It's fantastic. So I'm going to give it a B as well. But the the covers and the trade covers probably the interiors are good. They uh, I love the covers. Okay, that's right. Thank you. Oh yeah, you hear the cat? Mm-hmm. I do these. Um, I have to do these on meetings, like these Skype meetings for design work in Utah, and like they were just laughing hysterically because I have like the most talkative fucking cat. Like just <laughs> talks and talks and talks as, as you like, can. Oh, oh, do you want to be a part of the meeting, cat? <laughs> oh, do you? Yeah. Well, take over. And ironically, one of the shows I'm doing this year requires the sound effects of many cats. And I was like, well, I got that covered. We'll just record my cat wandering around. Like, that won't be a problem whatsoever. Is, is it cats? No, it's not. It's a show called um, uh, Great Gardens. Uh, they have a lot of cats in Great Gardens. So, um, My aunt has gone totally Great Gardens on us. Has she? It's kind of sad. Yeah. I, it's too I kind of expect my aunt to do the same thing. But she kind of maybe already has. Todd could tell. Right yeah, off. a little bit. Yeah, she's kind of always been there a little bit, though. Um, okay, so for overall grades for war crimes, not war drums or war games, but just the war crime war section, crime. Uh, what is your grade, Mr. Todd? You know, the last few panels and everything else brings it up to a C because those were quite good, but there's a lot of a, the rest of the writing brought it down. So it's a C. Okay, Mr. Maya. Uh, you know, I gave the writing a D, D plus, and, and the art a B, so I'm going to go in the middle and, and also go with a C. Um, I'm going to go with a D. I really just didn't like the writing. Like, it just was so clunky and awkward. It, it was it was really weird that these two writers who have written something, other great things, and then something great in the same storyline were so off the mark on these, and I, I'm not exactly sure why, but I found it very strange. Uh, so that was probably the biggest distraction from me for me and uh mr adam uh, i'm gonna go overall with a d plus again the art great i loved it i love the last couple pages but everything else is so derivative and so yeah boring i, I, just, I just didn't care it was like I, I got the story i wanted i got to see an unhappy ending which i am a fan of i didn't mm-hmm. see more things play into that so yeah so it was just it, it was it was a letdown it was like if this was supposed to be like the the denouma of the story after the climax, it just failed miserably. So gotcha. Uh, well, cool. Then um, let's uh, leave this book. Um, oh, before we go too far, I will say. Uh, so next month we are going to be doing. I want to see if I can call it this, but uh, we're going to do our Merry Marvel month, movie month of May. Uh, so we'll start out uh, the month of May with Silver Surfer Rebo- Rebirth of Thanos. Um, just in time for well, it'll be post. Mm-hmm. Uh, Infinity Gauntlet coming out, but we've already read the Infinity Gauntlet, so here's a fun little different one. So, so Rebirth of Thanos is everything that led up to Infinity Gauntlet. Okay, so yeah, we're, 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 we're backtracking just to... Yeah, th- yeah, Thanos had died in the 70s. This has where where and how he came back, and then uh, the Thanos quest, where he gets all the gems. Uh, and then, because we have a Star Wars movie coming out, and there is a new line of Star Wars comics, uh, we are doing Star Wars Lando, one of the few Star Wars comics I haven't currently read and need to go find. Following that, on episode 110, we're going to be doing Deadpool Max Nutjob. That's the first volume. Basically, the way Deadpool Max ran is they did Nutjob, which was the first volume, and then they did a two-part sequel. I don't remember the mm-hmm. names off those off the top of my head. But um, it's a little bit tricky to find. You can probably find it online. Hey, do you think Manny is going to be on that Lando book? Uh, I hope so. I That'd hope Manny, Manny Bothans is in that book. I really That'd do. That would be nice. Well, I, I, we could always use another appearance for Manny Bothans. 
Hey, uh, and then, hey next, next time we record, Todd. Yeah. Do it from home. <laughs> <laughs> With your mic turned off. <laughs> Uh, and then finishing up the month of May, uh, we're going to be doing Ant-Man Second Chance Man, which is the uh, launch of the new Ant-Man books from a couple of years ago. So that will be our month of May coming up. In preparation, our month of June is going to be another Pride Month. Um, we only have one book picked for that so far. We need to discuss that, Adam, um, finish off figuring out what we're going to do for Pride 2, Electric Boogaloo. Actually, that's exactly what I'm calling it. I'm changing that in here, too, right now. So June will be will be right to Electric Boogaloo. Just be prepared. And now it's time for recommendations. That time in the show where the panel tells you all the crap they are currently into, but will forget about as soon as they see something shiny. You're a stamp tramp. How dare you? And what is that? You give your stamp of approval to everything. It's become meaningless. Why can't you be more like your wife? Lily's stamp is gold. I'm reading this book because of her. I'm drinking this beer because she recommended it. I'm even wearing this bra because of a lingerie store Lily told me about. So, does anybody have any recommendations? My recommendation is uh, Saturday after this comes out mm-hmm. is free comic book day. Uh, so go, hey. to your local, go to your local comic shop. Uh, all the publishers put out free comics to give, and most stores will also do a sale that day as well. So it's a good time to go pick up stuff. Um, we got hours in this week, so I can give you a little sneak preview of some of the books you should be picking up. Um, one is from Marvel, and see, this is where you should be here, Brian, because you don't get to see these. I know. One of the two Marvel books is uh, a sneak preview of Jason Aaron's Avengers and Ta-Nehisi Coates' Captain America. Oh, okay. So that's pretty cool. Ooh. Uh, IDW has done a kids, uh, they have a kids Star Wars series called Star Wars Adventures, their free book is a Star Wars Adventures, and it looks to be a, a solo story book. There's a book that we should do at some point on the show called The Private Eye by Brian K. Vaughn and Marcos Martin. It was mm-hmm. originally they had released it digital only in one of those pay pay what you feel like paying mm-hmm. uh, kind of deals. Well, they did another book called Barrier, and uh, they're releasing it in five issues throughout the month of May weekly. And the first issue is a free comic book day book. It is... Uh, one of the mature books, just because it's got titties in it. Titties! 2000 AD, mm-hmm. The Mixed Judge Dread. Their book this year is actually an all-ages book, which I haven't read it yet, but that's kind of weird. Boom has a uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers book that ties into Shattered Grid, which is their big story right now with like evil uh, Tommy, the evil Green Ranger from an alternate universe, kind of fucking with rangers throughout history. Um... And then two more here to go over that I have. And there's about 50 books total. Um, uh, Tokyo Pop putting out a uh, zero issue to a series coming out called Nightmare Before Christmas Zero's Journey. Oh, it's dog. It's about Jack's dog. And it, it's oh. in manga format, so it's, you know, read it read it backwards. And uh, barrier setup where the pages are uh, horizontal. Yeah. So it's almost like, yeah. a, like and, a calendar. And and Private Eye, the book is like that. You open the book, it's it's kind of long ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but then here's the big one that, that I'm, I'm excited to show you guys. And I'm really sorry Brian's not here. And I kind of showed you last night. Our first look at Ryan Otley's Amazing Spider-Man. Oh. Ooh, I'm very excited about that. Uh, and it's got got a thing in the back that kind of is going over the Infinity Countdown story. 
You know, that guy rests his head not too far from me. Yep. True. You should go over and visit. Utah Zone, Ryan Otley. But uh, yeah, those are just some of the books you can get from Free Comic Day. Uh, check with your your local store. See if they're doing a sale. Dr. Volts is. Uh, we'll be opening at 9 a.m. that day. Uh, and books do disappear, so if you are going to come to Dr. Volts, get there early. So, And also, kids, remember that you know the comic shops do pay for these books, so it is polite to buy some stuff while you're there because... Yes. While it's free for you, it's not free for them. And while it is nice to go there and get some free stuff you can't get anywhere else, you know, re, you know, repay the favor, pay it forward, and, yep. and yeah. take care of them. So, and, and I can tell you, Doctor Volts, we don't know the exact uh, how the sale breakdown is going to work, but everything in the store will start at at least twenty percent off. Some things will probably be more, but uh, you'll just have to pay attention and uh, see on free comic day. Uh, Mr. Todd, do you have a recommendation? I do. I've got one here. It's an image comic. It's called Hawaiian Dick. Because who doesn't like Hawaiian Dick? I'm racist, so I don't. Oh, I'm sorry <laughs> about that. Um, it's 1950s um, Hawaii, where you've got a private eye looking for a few things, trying to hunt down a mystery and whatnot. So it's a lot of fun. The art is somewhat similar to Sean Phillips, but not quite. So think of it as a little bit as Fatal White in that way. So, but it's. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, and it's good things there. So it's written by um, Clay Moore and Stephen Griffin are the ones that did it. So volume one is um, Bird of Paradise, Hawaiian Dick, Image Comics. I enjoyed it. Clay Moore is an awesome, awesome pen name. If it's a pen name or if it's a real name, it's pretty awesome, too. Because, like, really, Claymore, uh-huh. like, that's just awesome. Yeah, yeah way to go, dude. Or your parents uh-huh. are great. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Um, and then I actually have a recommendation this week. I've blown it off for the last couple of weeks because I've been doing stuff and haven't had enough time to actually uh, do anything. Well, now I'm training people to run the show I just worked on, so uh, I get a little more time to play on my phone. So I downloaded and have had fun with the, oddly enough, the UFC fighting app. If you have, I think it's been around for a little while, but it's actually kind of fun. It's a, it's a little bit of a button masher, but it's a, a little more tactical than that. But like if you kind of have that hankering to play something similar to like an old school uh, Street Fighter kind of game, and then you want to have like a little bit of a build up your fighter and make them better and make them go against bigger, more powerful fighters. Stuff like that it's actually pretty fun, and I've uh, I've been playing it for a couple of days, but really enjoying it. Um, the other thing that I found that's actually an app, and it's it's okay, but I have a problem with it is is you can actually get um, Grand Theft Auto uh, San Andreas on your phone on your iphone at least the oh, problem really? is, is is that it's been ported in an odd way and so it doesn't have all this stuff that tells you how to do all the different things so like i was supposed to go on a mission where i was supposed to go pick up a bunch of hookers and even in video game world i can't pick up chicks like i had a hardest time trying to get hookers to get in my car so what would you try to pick him up like buffalo bill or like hey you want to help me move my couch yeah, that's, that's I not just, the best way to get hooked. Do you have some candy? Yeah. I've got some to, candy. I gotta work on all of that. I really do. Uh, but so anyway, so yeah, if, if I figure that that part of the game out a little bit more, it'll be more fun. So far, all I've really done is avoided a drive by a couple times. That's that's the amount of gameplay I've actually done really okay on that game. But uh, but otherwise, I've been having a really good time with it. I think it's really fun. So uh, scratch that little bit of an itch to go back and play some Grand Theft Auto. Although it does look like the old PS2, PS3 that we used to play it on anyway. Uh, but anyway, still pretty fun. So, uh, so yeah, so next week we will be doing uh, the precursor to Infinity Gauntlet because probably by the time you're hearing this, you've probably already seen Infinity War, but we're going to go back and see how it all got started in the comic book world because 
probably completely different in the movie. Uh, anything else that they should be forewarned about, Maya? Nope. Cool. So that'll be next week. Thank you so much for listening. Um, also, we're now available on YouTube and uh, Podbean as well. Uh, for those of you who listen to uh, music and stuff like that on YouTube, yeah, it's, it's not our ugly faces, so don't be afraid. You can actually just listen to it, and it'll just be an image of our logo. So, uh, you know, not necessarily as terrifying as having to look at our ugly mugs. So, um, anyway, but that'll do it for this week, and uh, we will see you on the flip side. Ciao. Bye. Bye. So that happened. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode. This band of knuckleheads will be back next week with a new episode. Until then, you can find them on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr as Funny Books and Firewater. And on Twitter as at FirewaterCast. Go to funnybooksandfirewater.com for the most up-to-date information, as well as cocktail recipes from this and past episodes. Thank you for joining us. And until next week, support your local comic shop, tip your bartender well, and stay hydrated.